producer. I don't know if you remember this show, but do you remember Funhouse did an event with Clark Street Collective? It was at the Clark Street Collective house. And yeah. like DJ played, yeah. shout out Nada. Um, I played, I did a little DJ set in like the side room, but that shit was lit. And yeah. I remember you were chilling upstairs. So like afterwards I put my backpack upstairs and I came upstairs and like, there's like a little chill area. And I just remember you were like producing and I was like, what is going on yeah, up here? Like there's yeah. a literal like full rager party downstairs and you're just upstairs like making beats. Yeah, yeah, I remember that shit, man. Damn, I didn't even know you was there. I was there, yeah. Damn, bro, that's crazy. Yeah, that, that house was crazy, bro, living at that crib. It was right out, fresh out, I moved right out, uh, it was right out that I graduated college. Really? Yeah. Where'd um, you go to college? Uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, I played football out there. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Got some I mean, national I could, championships and shit. You're a, you're a big dude, so like I feel like you could you could play football. Me? Oh, hell yeah. I couldn't play football. Hell yeah. You could catch? I could catch. Hell maybe. yeah. You could play football and shit. I played football, like soccer. Yeah, yeah. That was more my speed. Hell yeah. I can't do soccer. Uh, I kicker on a football team, play soccer. He, was, he juked the shit out of my ass one day in front of the whole team. Bro, I fell like a motherfucker. I mean, I, that's the one thing. I, I got, like, speed, yeah, but, like, I don't have much, like, driving force. Like, I can't, like, tackle someone and really, like, take them out. Well, shit, so. let's go to export and be down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to work out more and, like, get in shape, um, but that's a whole other story. But, yeah, dude, that, that party, man, that was a good time. Yeah. And I just was curious, like, you still doing stuff with Clark Street? I just got off the phone. That's who you, okay, so that's yeah. kind of why I brought it up. We were just, uh, yeah. there's a little phone call going on before yeah. we got into this. But mm -hmm. also, you know, let me just do a little intro. Uh, what's up, guys? This is Producer, the podcast for producers. Today we're joined by Harry. Not Henry. Not Henry, yeah. Um, Harry, what do you do for the people, like, so they know? Oh, man. Hello. Now, if I was speaking in present terms, I produce, I sing, I rap, I make videos, and I'm just, I'm an artist, I would say. Yeah. yeah. What's up with people calling you Henry? People been calling me Henry my whole damn life. Shit. Bro, I don't know, man. Like, when I hear the name Henry, I'm like, bro, who? 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 Bro, I be chilling with people. I be in the studio with they ass building rapport with him. Oh, man, talking about his dad, talking about family and shit. His homie come in. Hey, man, meet my nigga Henry. I'm like, oh, shit. Man, bro, I thought I, I thought I knew you, bro. I was going to invite you to the barbecue, bro. <laughs> so what happens when someone calls you Henry that you're already, like, too far deep and do you have to correct them? Be like, yo. I mean, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, I still correct them. Because, like, it's just a habit now. It's such a habit, bro, I had to get it tatted on my neck. Oh really? Yeah, I don't need to be showing people to tap, but if you if you read it, you read it. But it say not Henry right here. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like man, it, it's been such a narrative for my life. So I'm like, why do you think it happens? Do you think it happens because your name is spelled with an X? Just so yeah. people know, it's H X R Y. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's the X. People think the X is an E N or or O R horny, whatever. It could be. <laughs> people think it's all types of shit. Horny. Horny. Interesting. Okay, okay.
Yo, what's up, guys? Before we get into today's show, I want to take a quick moment to talk about our sponsor, Quake. As music producers and concert enthusiasts, we know how important it is to protect our ears. That's where Quake's Dove Muffs V2 come in. They aren't just any earplugs, they're a game changer. What sets Dove Muffs V2 apart, first off, their quality. They're better than any plugs I've ever used. I use them all the time. I have custom in-ear plugs. These are my main ones that I bring to shows. Um, you get premium sound clarity, preserving those crisp highs and deep lows, all while safeguarding your ears from damaging volumes. And the best part, they don't break the bank. Quality and affordability, son. Let's talk customization. Quake knows one size doesn't fit all. That's why they offer two sizes. Whether you're at an intimate gig or a massive festival, Dub Muffs V2 fit comfortably in your ears, making sure you're protected no matter how long the show lasts. Let's face it, we've all left concerts with ringing in our ears. It's not good, but it ends up happening. But it doesn't have to be that way. Protect your ears while enjoying the pure sound of music with Quake's Dub Muffs V2. As a special thank you to our listeners, Quake is offering an exclusive discount. Just use the code POD15 at checkout to save on your first purchase. As a motto of our show, make sure you protect your ears. Also, I just want to let you guys know before we get back to the show, shameless plug, we are doing our first round of merch. They are green corduroy ball caps with the Podducer logo embroidered on them. They're pretty sweet. Um, They cost $35. And if you purchase one, it really helps us out to keep doing what we are doing here. You can find a link to purchase one in the link tree on any Podducer social media. Like I said, your support really helps. Um, Okay, sorry. Shameless plug. We'll get back to the show. I uh, I saw that you were described on your Spotify page as let me just pull this up so I get this correct. Um, it was um, you can call him sexy, funny, ambitious, swaggy, or even Mister Freeze. Just don't call him Henry. Exactly. We could add horny to the list. Maybe we could add horny to the list. Okay. Um, Pretty horny man. I'm kind of curious <laughs> about the. Uh, the Mr. Freeze part? Yeah. Where does that come from? Man, I, uh, black exploitation, like 70s. My dad, my dad fucking super into funk, super into the shit of his time, for real. And like, he's such about it. Like, I used to think Sanford and Son, I look at Sanford and Son, and no, it's me and my dad right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he put that shit into me so early on even now like he's still sending me 70s tracks like as i was walking over here you know what i'm saying it's like and then one day i, I saw an interview from um muhammad ali and uh he was talking about his fight with joe frazier he was like man i'm bad it was like he was rapping low-key but he was just talking himself up he's talking his shit he was like i'm bad i'm fast i'm so fast that last night i turned the Lights off and I was in the bed before the room was dark. That's how fast I am. You know, he's talking this shit, but it was in this this way. I was like, man, I feel that like I'm Mr. Freeze. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Best believe I'm on the scene, making the scene. Zero degrees, I'm Mr. Freeze. I make you sneeze more than the breeze. You best believe, best believe. I'm making moves, I'm on my grind. I'm breaking rules like Mr. Freeze riding some skis. More than the breeze, you best believe. You know, I'm talking my shit same type of way. And Mr. Freeze was just something I landed on. Like Mr. Freeze, you know, he don't, Mr. Yeah. Freeze don't get cold. <laughs> cold as ice though. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify that just for the audience, just in case they were also seeing this. Um, word, man. The I want to get into some of the origin story stuff that you were talking about, like with your dad with the funk stuff, but also um I just want to say like it makes sense if you go check out Harry's page, like there's a very um, you know, like old school aesthetic to the imagery um there's definitely a lot of funk going on in the music with like a new spin um yeah i mean i'm just curious like i I guess let's get into just that whole aspect first like is that why you do it still like that you have that aesthetic going because you have like a whole album or an ep that's like old school like super fly looking Mm -hmm. yeah what was that one called um, this is really it's it's coming. It's really, oh, it's, it really it's not out. It really started with ooh ah, you know, hmm. ooh ah. I feel like was like me actually executing that idea, you know, and putting it out there. And, and I think this is where I found my my home for how I feel about music and just funk and just art and in general, you know, music used to be cinematic. You know, and I love cinematography and movies and that have music that, that complements your shit. And I feel like I want to do something like that, you know, put all that together. So, yeah. And you were telling me before we got into this that, like, was that the one that was shot on Super 8? Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's not like a cheap. Hell no, film. Super 8 ain't cheap. Super 8, you got to pay five minutes of footage, $200, 250 to buy it. Another two fifty to get it transferred into digital, paying like five hundred dollars for five minutes, hundred dollars a minute. So it don't fuck up. Yeah, I mean now <laughs> in this day and age, everything is uh, you can go back and edit it, uh, non-destructive editing. Like, what was the uh, intention behind doing it? Just to get that really like filmic. Yeah, I, at first I originally wanted to do the UI video on sixteen millimeter film because like I look back at a. Uh, black exploitation films like Superfly, you know, um they shooting that shit on sixteen millimeter. And I just really wanted to be right there. Like if you watch this shit, if you watched Uwa, I wanted to feel like, when did this come out? Damn, I don't know. This came out in the seventies, you know what I'm saying? Like I I just wanted to really be insert myself into that time period. And I feel like that was the best way to do it. Just go go analog. You know yeah so when you were filming it was it like every take was like <laughs> go check this shit out too because it looks so fly like but was every take just like all right guys we need to get this right hey man um shout out to the uh co-director on that my boy mason birch he's he's a super a guy for real he he knows it in and out and um i i gave him all creative freedom on that he shot what he shot and he got everything that he needs to and um I trusted him just because I was looking at his work and everything. So I was, I was, I was happy with what he gave, and um, 
it all just worked out like exactly how I wanted it to. So that was dope. Yeah. No, yeah, it looks yeah. it looks really cool, man. And like, is that kind of the the vibe going forward a little bit? Like funk, funk, funk forever. Yes, funk. And it ain't. It, it wasn't always funk, but I feel like I always put funk in my shit, whether it was trap or anything. I, I love blending genres. I love putting shit together that you wouldn't expect. Like, damn, this folk song got an R and B breakdown. You feel me? Like, damn, this. What what type of music is this? You know what I'm saying? It's like all that shit start to go out the window when you start making some shit that people could feel. As long as you can feel it, as long as it's potent, as long as it's transparent, it's like people will feel that shit and they don't gotta have a name. You don't have a name for the most powerful emotions all the time, you know? Yeah. As long as you as long as it resonate, you know. I feel that. Yeah, I mean we kinda just got right into it. Normally I do a little icebreaker, so I think I think best just for the audience. Sorry, we just got you know into some exciting stuff. But uh, best thing to do so I don't skip it is uh, I have a little icebreaker question, which is uh, we'll we'll, go, we'll get back to this. But uh, what was your first concert that you attended? Logic at the Bottom Lounge here in Chicago. Hell yeah! Yeah, it was Logic, and um, I remember uh, it was when he was first coming up. It was like 2016, and um. When I saw him, I was like, the way he interacted with the crowd, the way he told a story, the way it felt like from the first song to the last song was everything was intentional and it took you on a journey. And it was an experience. That was my first time experiencing a concert. So he was always my rubric for a long time on how I do my shows and how I'm engaging with my audience, how I'm talking to them. You know, I feel like talking to your audience is super valuable. A lot of people like to go from song, 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 song. Damn, who, who was that? You, you know, we didn't get a piece of who you were. And I feel like putting that personal aspect into your performance really opens up the door for people to really connect with you for real. Because you could say something that, that resonates past the music. You know what I'm saying? And, and people that stick with people, you know? I've, I feel that for sure. I mean, that's kind of like what this show is all about in the sense that like we can get into like the super technical nerdy shit about producing and making music and like listening to music even, but... I think what's really important is hearing what the artist has to say. And yeah, some people are, you know, there's men of men and women of few words. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, for other people, it's really important. And uh, yeah, that that is very much in line with what we try to do here. Also, Logic is killer. Like, he gets yeah. a lot of flack. Yeah, he do. I see why, though. But at the same time, it's duality of man, bro. Everybody got two sides to him, man. You don't gotta always look at the flack. What gives him the flack and shit? You got something valuable to say? I could take that. I mean, he's super talented. Also, mm-hmm. like I remember, I don't remember when it was. It was like 2021 or something. He dropped an album and he was going on all the the interview circuits and talking about how this is like his last album. Like yep. he's he's uh, you know out of the game. But then like a year later, dropping another album and like another one after that. So. I mean, I feel like even just in that, like that gives someone something to stand on to give him flag. It's like, you said you were done. Yeah. But what happened? <laughs> so oh, I've always really liked Logic. I mean, Hell yeah. he's a super technical rapper Hell yeah. and he's got an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. fuck with him too. Yeah. I used to listen to all that shit on 2016, riding, doing car road trips from here to college, Wisconsin and shit. Listen to Logic, Hobson, all that shit, Tech Nine. Oh, I love Tech Nine. Yeah. 
my brother loves tech nine he got me super into tech nine i mean another really skilled technical rapper like he's really quick Mm -hmm. both of them are really quick yeah Yeah. he's always but what started for me was lil wayne period lil wayne like carter three it, it, you had to be there. It's one of them you had to be there type of moments with Lil Wayne, bro. When this come up, he was on every damn song. People listen. People come. He on the remix and shit. Ain't nobody listening to the first half of the song. We skipping right to the Wayne verse. Like you had to be there. Like it, he killing every song. And it was like his wordplay, man. That shit was like inspiring. It's, to this day, I still like. I, ain't, I probably ain't even heard the song in years, but I still remember the, the wordplay. You know what I'm saying? It's like. That type of shit, man. That's that's real tech technician, bro. That man's a technician, bro. He he breathes, lives, sleep, eat shit, rap to the point where he's the shit he doing, bro. Is is a science technician? That's just a cool word. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, I agree with that. Like a practitioner, like that's what yeah, he does. That's what he does. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess since we already got into this, like this is just that typical rap question top five do you have a top five shit top five rappers and this is like yeah it's important to think about it because people are listening like he better not say this person otherwise i'm gonna give him shit no uh lil wayne um twister kanye um andre 2000 Mm, who else fucking Fuck. Biggie. Mm. That's a good list. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just like once we start talking about rappers, you got to ask the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Well, also speaking of Andre, he's got like, I just saw today that he's announced like three shows in Chicago for yeah. the flute album. He doing that shit at the conservatory. He's doing it at the conservatory. Lincoln Hall and the Salt Shed. Oh damn, I know it. I know about the other two. Yeah, I mean that's what I just saw today. I mean I got to do a little bit more research, but if he's really doing three shows in one city, like shit, I gotta go see Andre. Who does that? Shit, Andre, he can do that. (laughs) You feel me? Like that man got it, bro. See, people want more from him. You know, he in a whole different era of his career right now. I resonated a lot with what he had to say. just talking about like his life experience and now doing the flute thing. I mean, it's not a flute, but like people are calling it a flute. <laughs> it's a type of woodwind instrument, something like, but yeah, it's really cool. I mean, especially at a conservatory, just being in like the nature of Chicago, it's not nature, but that's a cool spot. And I could see that working really well for him. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's the Erica Badu that rubbed off on his ass. Now he want to be around the leaves and greens and shit. I mean, it's he's already done so much. He's already proved so much that it's yeah. like when you have a career like that, you don't even need to do much more, I don't think. No. I mean, personally. he already in my top five. He don't got to do nothing else. Yeah. So Exactly. I feel it. Let's get back to like some origin stories because, you know, people might not really know this side of you. Um, you know, how did you get into producing music? Um, yeah, like when did you start? When did you know that this was a career that you wanted to follow? 
Man, was, I tell this story, but uh, it was I was a sophomore in high school, and um, it was a senior in my chemistry class, and he was listening to music. He uh, he was like, I'm a rapper, you know. He showed me his mixtape, and I'm like listening. I'm like, there's some real shit. Like it's recorded. You can hear what he's saying, all that shit. I was like, shit, I'm a rapper too, you know. I love, I listen to rap, you know. I freestyle and shit, but I ain't, I ain't had nothing out. He's like, yeah, you got a mixtape? I was like, hell yeah, I got a mixtape, and uh. He's like, bring it to school tomorrow. I'll give you a hundred dollars to buy like, to buy the mixtape or just a hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, give me a hundred dollars. Was uh, did he think that you were maybe fronting? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, shit, I was on it. I went home. I downloaded like seven YouTube beats. I didn't have no microphone. I downloaded Audacity. Didn't even, I just YouTube University my way into having a track? Fucking. Recorded some YouTube industry bees, recorded some shit through. I didn't even have a microphone. I had a web camera and I used it as an input. And you know, web camera in fucking 2000, whatever. I could not even shit. imagine the sound quality Bro, of a microphone. No, it like wasn't EQ'd. It wasn't compressed. I didn't even know shit about it. So I, I just I just knew my voice was there. And so I showed it to him the next day. You know, I put it in his ear. He listened to it. I'm waiting to see what he say. I was like, yeah, yeah, what you think? He's like, man, this shit ass. I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, fuck that. Give me a hundred dollars. He gave me a hundred dollars. Wow. And Wait, so, how old were you? And he had a hundred dollars. He was a senior in high school. I was a sophomore. And uh, so he gave me a hundred dollars. So I could say I sold my first mixtape for a hundred dollars. Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> wow. But do you still have those recordings? Shit, I wish. I wish, bro. Or maybe it's better that they're just not yeah. non-existent. Yeah, you don't need to hear them. You sound like a damn. I don't know. But everybody was around the school, like, damn, how you record this? How you do? How you do that shit? I was like, at the, at the crib, you know. So I start putting everybody, all my homies that wanted to rap too, on Audacity. Put on my homie laptop. We used to go over his crib, and just fucking no microphone, no no sound control, just yelling into the microphone while the beat's still playing. And fucking now we got tracks. We got shit like that and it's like damn we keep youtube and the mp3 this shit man we we gotta have our own beats so i saw the pepper one day on, on the internet down, i was like it's fl studio okay got that shit and the uh, pepper i yeah. was like wait what yeah i saw the pepper i'm like what's this pepper shit you know so i downloaded it and i i, I never looked up a youtube tutorial on how to produce so i just figured out the program myself so if anybody ever watched me produce it's a little wonky but that's what, a, what's weird about your style like what would someone say that they'd be like wait why is he doing it like like that? if you watch somebody on a youtube tutorial they go teach you how to do that shit how it was meant to be used like me i'm fucking using i'm not cons like i'm just now learning about features that fl will fucking have like to this day like because i didn't learn the formal way to produce like it's all over the place bro my 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 projects in FL, you could look at one of my projects in FL, bro. It's it's like a damn uh, E equals MC squared. That's what that shit look like on a board, like a science fucking problem. Like it's convoluted, yeah. it's confusing. Or, like, but yeah. you understand? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, that that shit just been crazy. And so my homies used to come with like raps and. But if they have raps and stuff, you know, it'd be inspiring, writing shit at lunchtime, but it'd be like 72 bars. And I'm like, let's make a song. Let's organize this. Let's have a hook. Let's have a pre-hook. Let's have a chorus. So now I'm like, damn, I'm on my Timberland shit, you know? Like, I'm I'm, I'm working for other people and we making songs together. I never really thought about putting my own voice on it, you know, until once I graduated college. Mm. 
You know, I had a bunch of different styles under my belt at that point. I was in Wisconsin, you know, out in Madison and, and Whitewater. Wisconsin really big on the EDM scene. So I, I, I digested that along with my love for hip hop and rap. So I kind of blended that shit together. My mom gave me a love for R&B. So I really felt like all of this shit together. It just, that was, became my like recipe for how I was making my music. And so having the homies there, we composing shit that ain't nobody heard before, just to play in a all different type of music. But I always wanted it to be polished. I used to be digging on SoundCloud when I found out like, damn, like, you know, black people do this shit too. I found out about Selection, all that shit. I'm like, damn, you know, and it was more inspiring than just the motivation to get out there and figure out who know who, how they know each other, connect the dots and build a community. I started a group chat um, when I was like really getting down with production. Um, it's called Black SoundCloud. And uh, to this day, got people in there still talking. Like it's, it's like a eight year old group chat now. You know, really? we got fucking Lil B in there, Monty Booker, Kayla Maestro, Rom Defoe, fucking Jay Versace, like just all these dudes in there. And I just Sango, Graves, fucking just getting all these people in this group chat to just kind of form a community and support each other because it wasn't really out there at the time. You know, so um, me and Kayla Maestro started that group chat and it's uh, still going to this day. Still hit them up and, and even just just uh last year i went to la at the end of the year like december or november or something like that went to la and i met up with some of the guys that i started the group chat with rom kayla maestro Deffy, and i was like damn like i finally get to see y'all in person so it was a cool full circle moment you hadn't met them before no i just knew them through talking online for years those are not small names to throw around either I mean, like maybe at the time when you started it, mm-hmm. it's also funny to me that like SoundCloud now the app on your phone is black yeah. and white. Yeah. So you started the movement there. Yeah, yeah. That's that's literally what the if you you could probably Google it. I mean, you could probably search on SoundCloud right now. It's called Black SoundCloud, and we took the logo and we just made it black and white. No way! And yeah. then they literally did yeah. that. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Damn, dude. I just like those SoundCloud days were or something i they, mean they still here bro but I, I feel you it's just different a different landscape yeah i remember seeing you your name just because i was digging and you mentioned selection and we can get into that too i mean yeah i remember your name i remember all those names that you're talking about they're still doing stuff um how does it feel to have very recently been on the front page of the selection page how bro, did that, that happen was, that shit was crazy bro i'm on the phone with my boy zay fire shout out zay fire from my boy from canada montreal met him through soundcloud and my boy for years he ended up coming the first time i met him he came to watch some american ass football or watch super bowl with me you know he went it was new to him he never seen that shit but shout out to him and um it was crazy i was on the phone with him and um i'm like damn all these people following me what the fuck i do i thought it was something wrong you know, and I checked like it. how many people like on Instagram, bro, on SoundCloud, like bro, it's just it like was everything, everything. People just oh, somebody like your track, somebody like your track. You know, SoundCloud still. I'm like, damn, people checking the SoundCloud. It's been dormant for a little bit, but all of a sudden, boom, 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 like, 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 fucking Instagram. I'm like, what the hell? So I check and I see Solex tag you in the real. I'm like, damn, they hit me up and then I was like, that's love right there. So I was geeking. I saw I'm, I'm on the front page. They. They ain't, you know, when you upload a reel, you could say, just put this shit in the reels. 
and not put it on the main page, not on your profile. They put my ass on the profile. I was like, oh shit, that shit crazy, bro. People still fucking liking it. And it just remind me of times when I've had times like this, you know, people hitting me up from fucking New Zealand, Seoul, Korea, oh, I love your music and all that. And that just goes to show like, as many times I be in my head, it just take you that one time to just say fuck all that shit and just do it. And what do you, you never know what come. I didn't expect for that reel to do that. I just wanted to do something and I call this the year of the blitz, 2024. Like 2023 was the year of preparation for me. I feel like this year is just do it. When you get anxious, when you get anxiety and all that shit is, I, I, I work with it. I use it as a rubric. If, damn, if I'm anxious about this, it must be something that I need to be doing. So I got anxious about making that reel, made it and shit come of it. Never, never would have happened if I sat on that feeling. So I, I, did they, they didn't like collaborate with you. This just like happened and you were just like, oh shit. Like, Hell yeah. 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 Um, I met Joe K. I've been linked, seen Joe K a couple times this last year. Um, went to his show, um, linked with him and finally got to be face to face with him after, you know, being online, an online presence for hella years. And uh, his ass was like, uh, I was like, yeah, well, my name Harry. He was like, who? I was like, Harry, boy, you put me on the show a couple times, boy. Uh, I be producing Aaliyah shit. I know he love Aaliyah's. So I know I had to name drop her. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I know Aaliyah's again. I'll be yours. I, I produced that shit. He was like, oh my dog, but he was real love. He, he dabbed me up like eight times in a row, like on some funny shit, like slap, 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 slap. Like just kept doing it. I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he kind of put a name of the face and all that shit. And it was good to link up with him. I went out to my boy Mars crib and he showed up for the birthday party. And so it was always like getting a little bit more exposure to this man. I used to just be roasting his ass on Twitter, calling him Ray Mysterio all the time. You know, on some funny shit. Just, that's all. But like, now it's like really good to actually have a relationship with this person and and, and just, yeah, you just never know what that shit take you and what you could build together. So, yeah, man, I, I we had a Moide on the show and mm-hmm. he was talking about how he had a similar experience where he put something out and it ended up on a selection radio mm-hmm. and his socials were just booming yeah after that like his soundcloud whatever um and he actually had a funny story he said that joe k has the softest hands <laughs> would you attest to this Bro, oh, oh man he looked like he got some soft ass hands but i remember i remember man i was probably just cheesing in his damn face but shit yeah, I would agree. Soft. Bro, look at him, bro. He you listen to how he talk, man. He talk like he got the soft his hands, like he put on lotion every two hours, boy. Fucking <laughs> just cause. It's a routine. He just wake up and rub his feet with lotion type shit. Future beats. <laughs> Collective soul. Time to sound. Bro, if you you better be putting on lotion talking like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun dude and all those people that you were talking about in the black soundcloud like group like i feel like a lot of those people have made their way onto selection or have been s- somehow involved with it mm-hmm. was that like a goal in mind or what i mean not for the whole group like you're not going to speak for the whole group but like i say the goal of the group was just connect us and have a community within just black creatives you know chuck was in there and shit like just that as many people as we can think of that was doing their thing on SoundCloud, and so we could all support each other. That's what really what the group was. And, um, you know, once SoundCloud had its crash and they tried to fucking make it all major labely and 
people start migrating to uh, Spotify, Apple distribute, you know. And um, I think the culture's still there. It's just not on SoundCloud. Well, it's tough now. And we've talked about this a lot on the show that it's like a lot of repost chains and like you almost have to be involved with some of these repost chains. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're not really like competing. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you feel that? Do you feel that way that it's just like a different, it's a different game now? It depends. Depends on what you make and what you're putting out there. And because repost chain, it was a hella calculated way to do things, guaranteed way to get your shit out there. But now it's just like, still do that shit you just gotta put yourself out there i think a lot of since the, it's the age of content now and everybody get plagued with seeing content as a dreadful thing you know what i'm saying I, i've been there you know it's like man i don't want to do this shit i don't want to be all tiktok i don't want to do this but i guess i had to get out of that mindset of being like the content is a tool you could get people to your page even when you're not dropping music. It, it's songs I've made for the reels that's not even real songs I've put out on DSPs. Like, it's just for getting people on board to see what you do. A lot of people, people simple, you know, they want to see you do the thing that you do, not just you put the song out and say, ah, oh, I did this thing. No, they want to see that shit. You know what I'm saying? And once they start to see it, now all of a sudden, you let's say you've been producing for 10 years, you put out, and then you never put out a video you're producing. Not 10 years, 10 years into it, you put out a video. Damn, you produce? Because they saw it. You know, it's like, it's that simple. Like, of just showing people these things mm. and getting that exposure out. It's like, yeah, just, just you got to really put that shit out on a platter for people. Mm. And taping a camera to your ceiling, doing the <laughs> zooms. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, your studio setup is nice. Yeah, thanks, got bro. A nice little room there. I've been building that thing up since I started. I remember my dad gave me first speaker I had was a damn Milwaukee Snap-on speaker. Uh, no, like like the mechanic. like the yeah like the like uh, people that do construction. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. That was my first little. Speaker. Yo, Milwaukee makes some good shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have this uh, theory, and now I'm gonna just like break it to people. Is that uh. Like, you know, like Carhartt, it's real trendy. Like, you go to Wicker Park, if, or you go to some trendy area in your city, everyone's wearing, like, Carhartts if it's, if it's cold out, if you live in the Midwest. Um, I feel like Milwaukee is going to have its time in the sun. Like, all the hipsters are going to be like, oh, we got to wear Milwaukee jackets. Hell yeah. It's, it's going to be throwback. Watch. You see how damn uh, Lil Yachty brought Echo and South Pole back, whatever. It's going to be the same thing with Milwaukee. Everybody going to be wanting goddamn mechanic apparel. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going. We're going into the utilitarian age. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I can see it. I can see it. So that was your first. It was like a like a Bluetooth speaker, or like yeah, a, just it had a little, little aux cable. Aux cable's like this long, so I had to be. I was stretching the fuck out of it, trying to plug into my laptop. And then uh, I went. I saw on Facebook Marketplace in my college town, somebody was selling a KRK speaker, just one, just one, just one for twenty bucks. That's a deal. And I told them I only got 10. Deal. They drove it no over. No way. So they gave it to you for free, basically. Yeah. They drove it over? Yeah. Damn. They like, were desperate. They were like, I got to liquidate all my shit mm -hmm. right now. So I was fucking, had the KRK speaker and the Milwaukee snap on. That was it. And my dad saw my KRK. He was like, damn, I want one of those speakers right there, son. Send me the Guitar Center to buy two silver platinum uh, limited edition KRKs. And I was like, damn, you... 
you don't know what this is, Dad. Like, let me let me hold this for you. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you my KRK. I, you take the Milwaukee back. And so he was cool with that. And um, let me use the what he bought. And, um, yeah, that was just part of my setup. And I just kept building from there. I don't know. I need a bigger monitor. Shit, got two monitors. And just kind of just keep keep making it what it is. I feel like I don't really need nothing now. Everything else just luxury and fucking whatever. I got everything I need, I feel like, now. Yeah, I feel that way. There is this, like, gear lust. Mm. You're like, oh, dude, I want to get, Yeah, you like, get caught up in that. Oh, it's easy to get caught up in that. Like, like my latest thing has been lighting just for the podcast, but also, like, boom arms. Mm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to drop, like, 70 bucks on a boom arm. Yeah. Like, I don't need that. No, I feel like. But it's nice. It's part of the game, though. You yeah. get caught up. You get caught up and. Do you get real caught up? I'm on Facebook Marketplace all the time, just scouring to see if anything pops up. That I'm like, mm, maybe I can get a deal on that. I don't know. I was just looking yesterday. I was looking for a little different rig for my videos. You know, it's called a Snorri Cam, a Snorri Cam, and um, you know the cam is. You've probably oh, seen it. Oh, is that the one where it looks? It's a webcam, but it looks better. No, it's like a cam where it's in front of you. Okay. And when you move, it moves with you, but your hands are free. Oh. So it's like POV. You usually see it in a movie when someone's drunk and the world is spinning, but they're in the center of the frame. It's like, damn, I wanted one of those. It's $200 to get that shit. So I'm like, okay. There, yeah, there's a thing where it's like you can upgrade certain pieces that you have. Like this is a boom arm. I don't need like a better boom arm, but you could get a piece of technology that actually is new and something that isn't in your arsenal and we can make it that's true too you can make something all the time you you ain't got the damn budget to be dropping you're just taping shit everywhere shit i use a shoestring i put the tripod on my chest put a shoestring on one put a shoestring on the other and tie it around the back of my body so now i got free hands yeah that works i have this little thing it's like a here it's right here actually I have this thing that my brother got me. It's like a $10 thing. You put around your neck. I don't know if it's going to fit. Oh, that's lit. And then you put your phone right here, and then you can just be hands-free. Yeah, that's lit. It's good for the couch because, okay, if, yeah, you guys can see this. You Because, like, yo, you, you hold up your hand, and you hold up your phone, like, your hands start getting tired. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like Pinky getting tired trying to hold the damn phone from slipping out their hand. Yeah, I got yeah. a big-ass phone, so... Pinky, pinky always clutch. You gotta hold it like that. Pinky's up. You can't hold it like how the hell you they expect you to type like this on a big ass phone. Oh. No, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. That's good for the toilet too. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so let's just get back to like, you know, you're you're producing, you're uh you got new speakers, you're uh working with people. Like have you so you, you went to school in Wisconsin, right? But then you moved back to Chicago? Yeah, because uh, I had a capstone to do, you know, a senior Got to make, uh, we had all of the kids in my course and my program, we had to make a little final video or final whatever. It had to be audio or video centric. I was like, let me do both. So I made a beat and I want to make a music video to it. And um, I needed actors, linked up with a guy on Instagram. And uh, we ended up, uh, his name John from Chicago, still homies to this day. And um, he was like, I like your music. I was like, shit, I like your photography. He was like, well, come shoot with me. Drove from Wisconsin down there. Crazy ass story. Ended up getting arrested for the first time. The no only way. time I got arrested. What happened? Bro, I linked up with some dudes. 
he was like, man, this is my homie. This is my homie. I was like, I don't know they ass. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, oh, I got to go. I was like, damn, I just got here. Well, you can hang out with them. I was like, well, shit, what y'all doing? Well, we finna go to the Palmer house and take pictures. I'm like, uh, what the Palmer house is? I didn't even know, you know. Um, we go to the hotel. We go in. It's like, whatever. We finna go in the lobby, take some pictures. That's what I'm thinking. We go into the elevator, go to the top floor. We go into this door. I wasn't even thinking. I was on my phone. And then two steps later, I'm on the fire exit. I'm like, what the hell? I'm just looking at my phone, walking with their ass. And now I notice I'm on the damn fire exit. And you can't get, get back in the building. So we on floor 29. And we only way, only way is up, you know. So we go on this ladder. It's like 10 feet, 10 stories of a ladder. No back. 10 no stories back, of ladder? No, no just back. No back. No, no, no like guard rail. Yeah. So we just up the ladder, scary as hell. Like, and you're oh. already, the Palmer House is a big-ass yeah. skyscraper hotel. Yeah. yeah. So everybody going up there, and I'm like, shit, I'm last in line. And as soon as I get up there, it's some motherfucker that didn't climb the ladder with us. Some Mr. Mosby-looking motherfucker. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. He flustered, bro. He's the same age as us. Like, what you guys doing up here? We caught. You know what I'm saying? He's like, people come up here to kill themselves. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, bro. Damn. He was so flustered, bro. He, he just took it to the extreme. And, and then one of the guys I was with, he's like, well, I'm a, I'm a photographer with Nikon. I came up here to test out their new lens and all that shit. He was trying to finesse his way out of it. But dude wasn't going. He called his homie, brought some handcuffs. We So I'm handcuffed to some dudes I just met. He didn't even have enough handcuffs for uh, us to be individually handcuffed. So I'm, I'm buddy handcuffed to another dude. Oh my god! And we just fucking go into the old security closet. Police come, like what happened? Um, they went into an they, area that they weren't yeah, supposed to be. They're taking in. these kids. I want them. I want them arrested. I want them. It's like, what are they doing? He's like, were they vandalizing? Were they, you know, destruction of property? He's like, no, they were taking pictures. He was like, you caught us for some kids taking pictures when there's a thirteen person stabbing going on in Millennium Park right now. So they the cops was one thought it was bullshit too. Whole time I'm like, damn, bro. So all of, that was a crazy ass story, bro. I, I ended up going to the goddamn cops saying, Well, y'all getting arrested. Call somebody. I was like, I can't call my mom. I just came home for the weekends. Memorial Day weekend. I just wanted to come home and get this knocked out, go back to school. And I I called my cousin. So, hey cuz, bro, I got I got I got arrested, bro. And I was like, Don't tell nobody, I got arrested. He was like, What? He was like Hey, Harry ass just got arrested. I was like, bro, I just told your ass. He did the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, bro. So it was, it was a journey, bro. I ended up fucking going through the booking system. All that shit's crazy. I ain't when the court they they dismissed it, so it's not on my record now. But it was the most definitely an experience getting to know these people, messing people. Were they cool people? Yeah, I got just... it. bro. It was goofy as hell. They were, two of the dudes was cousins. And um, we got in the paddy wagon, bro. We did. We got arrested. Walked down the lobby. Did the walk of shame. Everybody looking at me. I look like a. I'm like, goddamn, bro. I look profiled like a motherfucker. Getting in the damn paddy wagon. The lights cut off in the paddy wagon. The cousin being goofy still. The lights cut off. He was like, Poof. he was like, hello. Oh, and his cousin was like, shut the fuck up. It's your fault. We in this situation. I was like, this low key funny as hell. But then I'm, I'm fucking. We get to jail. Goddamn. It was like a uh, dude was like uh, put us in the cell. He was like, man, I want to get y'all out of here. It's the weekend, the holidays. I got to get home with my family. 
and um, we go get through this process as quick as possible, do some paperwork. I was like, cool, we're get up out of here. You know, I go back to school. How long is it about to take? He's like, well, we do the paperwork, take about seven hours. I'm like, seven hours? So I'm in the damn holding cell with these motherfuckers, and we talking, and I was like, well, shit, I'm, hey, I'm Harry. Might as well get to know y'all ass. You know what I'm saying? So we talking and shit, and one of the dudes was, his dad was rich, and he shunned him because he wanted to be a photographer full time and not own this business and get it handed down to him. Interesting people. So, and then all of a sudden, they was all across from me. I'm the only one on this wall. It was like a bench, bench, empty area. So I'm talking to them across from me. And um, getting to know him and shit, and all of a sudden, I hear outside, Sell, oh, you the person that like to stab people. I'm like, bro, they caught the person that was they stabbing. got the guy who yeah. was stabbing, yeah. Oh, my and so God. they they finna put him in the cell. And I hear the with key. you guys, bro. I'm they walking right to our cell. I hear the keys and jiggle. I'm fucking nervous. It's they got us handcuffed to the bench, so it's a handcuff on the rail, so we can't even get up from the, the bench. Oh, you're on. cuffed in the yeah. cell, yeah. Fuck. But like, I, I hand one hand free, you know. It's the other cuff. It's a cuff next to me on the left, cuff me on the right. I'm like, I'm finna hide these motherfuckers. Ain't no cuffs in here. Go try another cell. But then I heard the key jingling. They opened up the next cell. I was like, oh, thank God. Crazy. That's crazy. Then they, it was like, whole little experience, bro. I'm, I'm going down the criminal justice system now. This boy, fucking dude was like, uh, took a fingerprint, thumbprint, whole palm, and all that shit. It was like, I was like, damn, you got to get the whole, whole palm. palm. Whole palm, every single individual finger. I was like, damn, you got to get the whole hand. He was like, oh, we got somebody to know how to read. I was like, man, I'm a college educated man. What the hell are you talking about? He's like, yeah, they all say that. What college you go to? I was like, University of Wisconsin, Whitewater. He was like, I ain't never heard of that shit, but I believe you. He's like, well, you, you like a big man, Mr. Green. You play sports? I was like, yeah, I play football. He was like, well, here's this, Mr. Green. You see that hallway right there? I'll race you down that hallway, down and back. If you beat me, I'll let you go. <laughs> I was like, I saw the end of the hallway. It was an exit sign. I'm like, bro, if I race you was down. Was he that, tempting you? It was like, yeah. yeah like, oh, no. I was like, bro, if I run down this hallway right now, I'm not running back. I'm fucking leaving this well, it was funny and shit. And I'm linking with the dudes. He put me in a holding cell. It's a metal toilet. Stereotypical looking shit. Shit you see on TV, bro. I'm in a little metal cell doing push ups and shit. And I'm just sitting there waiting. He's like, well, You're looking like you've been in there for yeah. a while doing push ups. Yeah, yeah. Doing like chin ups. Bro, and shit. I'm telling you, bro. And then they ended up putting the dudes that got arrested with me next to the cell. So I couldn't see him, but I could hear him. He was like, hello. I was like, yeah, what up, boy? I was good. So we was fucking doing shit to kill the time, playing Never Have I Ever push-up contest, anything. And then we got out of there. Once I got out, it was 5 a.m. I got some ice cream and drove back to Wisconsin. Damn. And so the guy that hooked up the whole thing, John, I, he was like, how was your weekend? I was like, bro, it was crazy. So I got arrested. And then. Did he feel bad? He felt bad. And then I told him I needed an actor for my capstone. And then he was like, I know somebody. My boy Noah. Noah, who owns Clark Street now. He invited me to live with him after we I've been driving so many times to film this video for my capstone. And um Yeah, after I started living with him, I I graduate I graduated college, started living in with him. We did the fun house stuff at the Clark Street house. You know, you came. Sick. I met Great Camden. Event. I met my boy Jake, Ellipsis. And um just that it just kinda started my 
post-college adult life after that yeah know? and then you got tapped in with like the reset events which is cam stacy's baby mm-hmm. um and that's where i i met you at at those events Hell so you yeah. started playing shows like you at that point had music you're you know doing live stuff like and so do you just keep doing that yeah i just kept doing that i talked to my boy jimmy Kurz. he was also in clark street i was coming up with strategies for 2018 how to start the year he's like a song good week it's like all right shit i could do it so i started doing it and my following was just growing and was this just, was all on soundcloud all on soundcloud song a week just a beat a week or whether i traveled somewhere i met chromanichi in austin texas met jay kutch um went down to south by linked up with a bunch of guys met ran in a nardwar didn't even know who he was at the time wow but i fucking chased him down the block just because somebody said oh that's nardwar i'm like you know i want some funny shit let me just go see who he is I'm like what up nardwar he's like hey how you doing i was like he like somehow knows stuff about you and you're just like <laughs> get away bro it was crazy as hell i was like what you doing down here i was like just checking out some music I was like, well, hell yeah, bro. Good to see you. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what to say to his ass. But it was cool, you know, just just like I did a lot of traveling, you know, in my early career. Just to really get out there, especially I, I've been in Chicago my whole life and I never really traveled. You know, I didn't do the family Disney trips and all that shit, you know. So I just, once I got the chance to travel on my own, just I had a purpose to do it because I wanted to meet these people that I've been looking up to and listening to and connect the dots and build a relationship as opposed to just keeping it online and stuff like that, you know? And I just always saw it as a roadmap for me to just keep getting deeper into that for my career. And so it was like soon, really around that time, you know, living in a Clark Street house, meeting people in the Chicago scene, met G Herbo there, it was crazy, through a video, made a video in my house, cops got called, it was crazy and all that shit. And we had to, we got kicked out of that crib and I started living in Logan Square for about three years and that's when I really hunkered down on doing vocals. Cause and that was like COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I put out my first project, Peace of Mind, right before COVID. I did a uh, sold out show at Sub T. I actually was curious about the Peace of Mind because that's the one with like the girl or it's like a picture of yeah. like a rainbow mm-hmm. girl with the sun. That artist, I remember I had a Tumblr blog yeah. like about music and I remember seeing that artist mm-hmm. on Tumblr. Did you reach out to this person yeah, yeah, to, to acquire like yeah. the rights? Yeah, like what do you have to do for that? Just hit him up. Sick album cover. Check Sh- it out. Like, Thanks man. Sold, showed him the work. Uh, was just like, man, how you feel about, you know, I like your art. He's like, I love the music and, said like, would i be able to use this you know i really feel like it like captures how the the project feel very like, warm mm-hmm. vibes yeah because he gave me the original image and uh i i kind of edited it after to get more of the color palette that it is but um yeah he was he was good with me using that and everything nice nice and that that's like an album right that's little like ep my first ep, EP. Okay. the first song i ever sang was reasons and before that i was rapping you know i was like damn i didn't organize and arrange songs with so many of my homies i was like shit let me rap you know that's why i started anyway you know that's what got me in the, the whole journey so i started rapping doing a little shit but i was afraid to put my name on it i was cartel beats and i used to i thought it was gonna be a collective of producers you know I cartel thought, beats why yeah. cartel because it's it a group shit 
as a group. Uh, so I thought it was gonna be just a network of producers and we all together. And then it never really happened. And I was like, well, shit, let me just drop that. And I'm, I'm cartel. So I was cartel for like a year. And I was like, damn, I, all these aliases and shit. And it's like, I feel like I'm hiding. Even when I put out the rap music, I never said it was Harry. It was like Lil Bokeh, some other guy, some mysterious man. It was like all this mysterious and shit. It's like, just, I'm being too shy. You know, I just is, wonder. Is that stuff still out there? It's still out there, yeah. It's still out there. I didn't even know about it. I gotta go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dummy Doofus, Imbecile, like my rap tracks, you know. But uh, I was like, damn, I'm tired of hiding. So I just let me change to Harry. And I was like, shit, let me. H A R R Y is kind of too formal. H X R Y. That's me. Mm hmm. I remember there was this guy named Hans. I think yeah. it was too. You remember him? Yeah. He was kind of like a selection type dude mm -hmm. or like those kind of SoundCloud beats. Yeah. The X in the name, that's like, it's definitely a thing. Let's mm -hmm. just put it that way. Like Hell yeah. It's, it's, it's out there. And now people think it's Henry and Horny. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'll deal with it. It's better. As long as you're saying something, shit. As long as you're saying my name. Maybe well, so it is your world. name at least. So it's like yeah. there's really no like. Yeah, it's not Harold, no Harrison. No, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of nice because then you can't really ever go wrong or feel like your name is yeah. incorrect because it's your actual name. Mm. Nice man. Well, I feel like we should listen to a track. Um, we started talking about it was uh one of the more recent ones. Ooh ah. Should we run that one or do you want yeah. to go into nah, any we other could, one? We could run that. All right, let's run that real quick.
So you wrote that on a plane? I wrote that on a plane. Uh, it was in a quarantine. Um, flights was cheap. Everybody saying stay in the crib. I was like, shit, this $30 flight. Shit, I'm finna go. <laughs> where, where'd you go? I went everywhere, bro. I fucking... I was a little hot boy, man. I used to be doing the wrong things out here, bro. That's okay. We don't have to get into that. We yeah. don't have to incriminate anything. <laughs> yeah, I was a little hot boy out here, you know, making my dues, sliding in DMs and being a little hot boy. Mm. But I was making trips in Florida. It was something real special. And I remember uh, the whole time I was talking to the person, uh, it was like, you know, was, I was talking up my game, you know, talking. And it was like, I ain't just talking shit. So when I went out to Florida, I kind of made that known. I was like, shit, I done this. I need to write a song about this. My boy T. Watt just sent me the goddamn beat. And um, shout out T. Watt. Just got a J. Cole placement, boy. And um, it was love, though. I was like, damn, this some this some new shit. It's for like some damn Justin Timberlakey ass. You know, falsetto joint. I always want to do a joint like that. Straight falsetto, like, you know, remind me of, like, pop music. Like, more like pop soul music. So I really fucked with that. Yeah, man. I feel like it's funny because, like, we're talking now. You have a deep voice, but, like, your voice in that was nice and in that mm-hmm. falsetto range. Yeah, you know? yeah. I used to do choir in high school. I was 10 or 1, and I was always loud as fuck. And uh, bro used to put me in the back. And I used to be goofing off in choir so much. I was a senior in freshman choir because I used to be laughing and making jokes the whole damn time. He never wanted me to go up to the next level of choir because he said I was too damn goofy. So I was like, man, fuck it. I'm with the freshman in the senior year just hitting runs and shit. We doing a damn folk song. I'm hitting R&B runs in the back. He's like, God damn it, Harry. What are you doing? Go sit in the hallway. (laughs) He used to be that type of shit. But I, I guess like, it still it got its value, you know what I'm saying? It just like you couldn't stop the funk. <laughs> Dude, I I also do really like that beat. It's got a real nice swing. The bass line's high. Yeah, yeah. my boy Aiden Carroll um, met him out in L.A. Um, when I was out there, I showed my boy Mars the record, Mars Today. And um, it was before any extra instruments was added on it. Um, T. Watt sent the beat. I used part of it, looped it. And I was like, man, I pitched it a little bit. I was like... It's all it need. You don't need to switch up and nothing like that. Have my boy play some guitar on it. The, the little motif. My boy Aiden Carroll played that. And I was like, damn, I got me a little joint right here. Like I, I was proud. I was gonna put it on my album, but I wanted I I always saw a bigger vision for it than than it to just be number eight on my album. You know what I'm saying? It was more it had single vibes. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, man, this need to come together and I just knew sound funky as hell i wanted to i was like this is time for me to bring you know my my personality my upbringing and just really show who i am into my music yeah the funk so how often are you getting tracks from people versus producing your own because i mean you're very capable of producing your own too but obviously if this one you're just like dude i want to get on that track like hell yeah like i know i got a certain sound it's good to mix in my sound with other that people. That sounds like your sound, though. Like, yeah. you could have told me you produced that. I would have been like, yeah, totally. Yeah, Makes that's sense. why I, I was fucking with it heavy. You know, I, I I did my little sauce to the bass, you know what I'm saying? Make it a little thick. Was that your sauce? Yeah, a little, be- little like, beefing it up and shit like that. Yeah. And, um, but 
I ain't really do much to it. But when I heard it, I was like, hell yeah. Like, I ain't never against working with uh, other producers, especially if I ain't even touching the production. Like, if if some shit cold, it's cold, you know? And that allows you to just, like, work on the other part of your brain that's just, let's write a hook, let's write Mm -hmm. verses, whatever. Yeah, I always love melodies and shit and just traditional song make. I used to be having a little CD player on the bus at, at school just listening to melodies and shit. I remember my mom used to buy me little CDs from, uh, it w- before it was uh, FYI, it was called Coconut. Coconut. And uh, mom used to go there, always buy CDs, buy me CDs. She bought me the Sammy CD, Chris Brown CD. I remember I had a CD player, little AA batteries, and I had no headphones. I took my computer speaker, put it into the CD player, little round CD player, and just have it on the bus and play music for other people. And we just all be riding to school listening to my little CD player contraption. You always had a contraption, it sounds yeah. like. It's like, well, headphones. it has an auxiliary port, so yeah. we can plug it in? Yeah. All right, let's go. I was always the guy walking around the school with headphones on. Like, music was always there. Like, even my family. My dad a drummer. My dad played bass. Um, my mom, she's a choir director. She's a singer. and But that's not their, like, what they do for money. You know, when, when I came in, I'm like, this is what I want to do for money. You know what I'm saying? It was like, why you want to do that? I was like, damn, y'all, y'all was doing it. Like, what, what a love it. But it was, it was love after, after I, they saw the shit that I was doing with it. You know, the people that's hitting me up from, it was bigger than Chicago. It was bigger than stuff we was doing. I was getting, like, I'm getting reach that's not local type shit. And then it's like, I'm showing them and it, I'm making songs that, I want them to be proud of. That's how Reasons came up about. You know, Reasons was the first song I ever sang on. And Majestic Casual picked that joint up. And that's... That's no small feature either. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... They're big. Yeah. And that was love. Like, people from all over just hitting me up. Oh, I heard Reasons. Oh, this, that, and third. Even today. Even last year, it just got a placement on Bel Air. On Peacock. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air did a reboot with a series. They just oh yeah, it. and you guys had a like a party, mm-hmm. right? You had like a listening party yeah. or a watch party. Yeah, it was like a little. I'm like, damn, song I made four years ago, still getting love, and it's like that's so weird how like things will come back up. Like I think about there's that song that was in that movie Saltburn that's like. I can't think of the words. It's like the dance floor. Oh man. I can't think of it but it's weird how like that song's old but that shit's popping off on tiktok hey right man now. i think when something's out it's always out like you can yeah. always promote it it's like it's murder on the dance floor that's what the think, lyrics you think were. about fucking billy may sham wow they didn't just tell you sham wow was a thing one time they sham wow commercials been going on for years with another fantastic product you feel yeah. me it's always like a reminder like sham wow's a thing oxyclean 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 you drilling into people's head that's what content is now tiktoks drilling into people's head that this is a thing and there's no time date on it it's like especially if it's good you know that's a whole nother conversation classic music always stay but once something out you can always promote it you can always say here's my sham wow Oh, here's my sham wow. Here is my sham wow. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, that's his sham wow. Some people, so many people may have not seen your sham wow, but 
you never you get the opportunity to keep reminding them once you say, "Oh, here's my shit." Well, you know what I'm saying. I feel like shows are also a great opportunity to like hear the catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm curious. You were talking about like how you know your parents didn't do it for money, and you you want to do it for money and take it seriously. Like that. I'm just curious what the like the game plan roadmap looks like for actually you know monetizing off of it like shit man it's it's been a journey shit but music pay my rent this month you know what i'm saying like so i I feel like i'm getting there and what's like the i guess a more basic question would be like what's like the highest yielding revenue stream when it comes to music like what what have you found is you know sync sync licensing contracts sync yeah sync uh but i know is if you ask somebody else they may say touring you know, I haven't got there yet, but it's coming. Yeah, um, for you. Yeah, like yeah. everyone's got a different, maybe it's merch for someone. Yeah, sync deals, contracts, licensing, agreements, stuff like that. How do you go about establishing that? Do you work with a sync licensing guy? Oh, do you yeah, have a yeah, catalog? I work, I, I work with a uh, girl, her name is Melissa. She owns a company called Groove Garden. Um, she works with Smino and Monty Booker. Uh, linked up with her and um, she said, send me some songs. She, uh, I sent her reasons. And um, she shipped, she shopped it out to The Shy. They didn't want it. Southside, they were about to take it, but the show got canceled. And then Bel Air picked it up. And um, they was, they, you know, when you get on TV, they offering a minimum of $15,000 to license your song. Wow. So I was like, hell That's yeah. That's some serious money right hell there. Hell yeah. yeah. So I was like, shit, hell yeah, we finna do this. So, um, I think that's that's one of the biggest things so far. And um, just recently, I just had a, a damn Instagram reel I made. They uh, want to use the reel, the song. It's not even a song that's on DSPs. They just want to use the song from the reel at the Video Game Awards. So they just hit wow. me up to license the song for 45 days. I made that money. Hell yeah, dude. Do you Are you a gamer? Does Hell that like yeah, feel good to, be, to get Hell that yeah, in I'm the gamer. gamer's I've hands? Gaming. I've been gaming since... Shit, since I, I came out with a controller. <laughs> it's as it's since they had a joystick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you play? Man, I play fighters. Like I play Dragon Ball Fighters. I play I love fighting oh, games. Oh dude, fucking uh Budokai back mm-hmm. in the day. That Budokai. was the shit. I love I love that. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball to this day. I'm still I still advocate. Still got shit around my room, Dragon. I still got my action figures when I was a little little kid. Like I love shooting games. I used to be a Call of Duty head every now and then. A little weird, obscure Call of Duty. It's like people say, like, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare. No, I was playing Advanced Warfare. You know, I was playing World War II. I was playing a little other shit. Black Ops, you know. Black Ops was fire. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I play, I don't really like role-playing games, but I like uh, fighting. and uh, I like RPGs if they got to, if I hate the games we got to take turns to beat somebody ass. I'm like, yeah, bro, you want to get in and kill, yeah, kill oh, it, I'm you know. Thinking, I feel the same way, yeah, uh, no, totally. That's why I never get into Pokemon for real. I get into Pokemon unless I could. It was just the Pokemon, no people. I hate the people made it boring for me, and so like Pokemon Stadium, it's Pokemon Sp- Stadium too, shit like that. You oh, get, dude, Pokemon Stadium, the mini games, yeah, the yeah. lick tongue game, yeah, the little spin top game, yeah. You had to knock the people off the platform and the egg one when you had to catch the eggs and shit. Or the one where you race the rat attacks. Yeah, 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 bro. Dude. That was a shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Or the dig the 
the dig dug one yeah, or yeah. not dig dug one diglet. I say. diglet yeah yeah maybe there was a doug trio in there yeah. i don't know it used to be my shit man <laughs> yeah no that was that was a good game and a good era of just like video games i totally know what you're talking about when it comes to role-playing games like i I've, i saw this instagram reel tiktok whatever like little short that was like me playing video games when i was a kid and it's just like this is the best i'm gonna do this all day and then like me as an adult like what are you doing you yeah. should be making money yeah. where is the money like you yeah. know it's hard to get out of your head and i feel like that's a similar thing with music it's like you can do it for the love and just have fun with it but then you know wh where's the game plan for like well you gotta make some money. money yeah yeah i mean there's a certain point where like you know if you want to keep doing stuff hell yeah especially when you get older when you start to get older i've been doing this shit for 10 years yeah i'm like man i gotta start making bread off this so it's like really being organized like same way you would be if you was in school and you would was getting that one period of time where you was getting straight A's. Maybe it was the whole time, but you was organized. You know what I'm saying? Organization, you think, is the key? I think so, too. For me, for sure. When I start feeling like I don't even know which direction I'm going, it's because I'm disorganized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. for sure. Let's start with a little shit. Clean your room. You know, take a shower. Are you a believer in the, the make your bed first thing in the morning? Uh, do not start my day on the internet no mm. dude that's been a thing for me where I, I like have been telling myself i should do that but i'll get up and check like something mm -hmm. because and i'm that's just okay. sitting there that's okay sometimes but if you if you search in the web with intention that's cool like like googling i mean shit. googling too but like also feeling the social listening is important especially when you a business and you need to figure out what what it's like it's kind of like you know checking what's going on socially so it's not everything got to be so predetermined sometimes oh right now is the right time you know what i'm saying like oh you see what's going on in the social climate this will fuck sh shit people up this will be crazy right now so it's okay to indulge in media and consume media as long as you know that you're just doing it to figure out what's in the air and where the climate is so when you make your move, it's kind of going against that or something that's not expected from what's going on in the present. Yeah, because if you just did everything based on like things you wanted to do, you might not be hitting the mark. Or, mm -hmm. or if you just super yeah. schedule everything. Exactly. Too, yeah. Too, too organized. Yeah. Where it's like you, we were like, let's just say we recorded this podcast and then waited like a month or so. And then at that point, it's like maybe we talked about something that's not even relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. Something like that. It's okay to consume media and sometimes it's okay to wake up. Sometimes I do wake up. First thing I do is on my phone. But I do make sure I, I leave the house. That's the first thing I do. Do you have any, um, like, routines? So you said you get up and you leave the house. Do you go on a walk? What do you yeah. do? Even yeah, if going. it's shitty outside? Like, a, the other week, it was, like, negative 20. I was outside. Mr. Freeze don't get cold. <laughs> Cold-blooded. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so one of the things you do is get up and, like, take a walk. Yeah, I just got to smell outside. Do you, are you on that, like, I'm a big, like, uh, you know, not, uh, what is it, like, just health facts and shit. Like, I'm always checking up on things that people are saying are good for you, like getting sunlight in your eyes yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Like, do you, yeah. do you, 
indulge in that? Hell yeah, it really started when I went to Najee House. Uh, Najee, cold ass producer, part of selection, singer, songwriter, cold as hell. Went out to his crib once, and uh, and uh, he lived in, out in uh, over in Pennsylvania. Went to his crib, and I feel like that going to his house was like the first time I saw the actual practice of self care. Like the benefits of it. Yeah. And seeing him doing it. So you were seeing his yeah. practice. Yeah, saw his routine. Saw how I organized things where he's writing things down. Using, you know, you try to keep shit in your head. It's good to write things down. Because when you write things down, you, even for a brief moment, when you're writing down your goals and you start to realize what it will feel like to achieve this shit. And even at that moment, you, you felt that. You straighten your posture a little bit. You know, you want to be that shit you know this is what i want to be and you kind of tap into what that feel like and like it make you realize you don't have to wait till xyz lines up to be who you want to be you could be who you want to be now you just gotta feel those things that 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 you want to go after you know what i'm saying and really walk in those shoes are there things that throw you off like because i'm i'm i'll be going good i don't have my shit organized and then somehow without even realizing it i'll be like oh wait what i'm like i kind of i kind of got lost again shit bad relationships man gotta get out of those uh, like we, even with friends friends or, people all that shit that should throw you off dog that should have if you don't got the right people around you if you ain't communicating effectively in your relationships if you ain't even business you ain't communicating if you trying to if you see something and you see a you see A to Z, but you're not letting other people know around you that needs to know what A to Z looks like. Y'all on the same page that could throw you off. Like making sure everything is straightforward, no passive aggressiveness, none of that shit. Get rid of all that, even with yourself. Be organized and clear cut so you know what you need to do. Yeah. No, I feel that for sure. That's real. Yo, I got to pee really quick. Hell I'm yeah. sorry. We're just going like, to keep this rolling, but I just... I got P too. You got P? Okay. You can go first if you want. All right, bet. Yeah, yeah. Figure we'd just get back into it. Um, go. So, yeah, we took took a little pee break real quick. Um, made me think about something that I wanted to ask you, which was uh, who are, like, who, who are some inspirations right now that, like, you're vibing with? Like, some people maybe you look up to that you're just like, wow, you're doing you're doing the thing right. Shit, my boy Mars today, that motherfucker own a house for music. You feel me? So that's a goal right there, self-sustainability with music. Like, anybody who's doing that, like, that's that's something I aspire, you know, to, to reach myself, shit. Um, People that kind of have, like, a long trajectory type of deal because mm -hmm. they've set themselves up. Mm -hmm. My boy Rom, Romderful, he's another, you know, some, same like me. Like, he's a vocalist. He's a producer. And he does a great job of showcasing all of that shit. You know, a lot of people be like, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're confusing your audience. Hell nah, like you gotta, he does a great job of making sure that they understand what he does. And like, that's inspiring. Um, Chuck Sutton, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, shout out Chuck. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know Chuck, but like, some of these Ableton tricks and tips are just insane. Like, I need to get on that. Yeah, that motherfucker go, that nigga should work at NASA, boy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's technical with it. Hell yeah, yeah. He real technician, for real. Technician. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just 
even in the R&B space, you know, some guys that I just see doing their thing, I feel like it's a, once I decide to go into R&B, I, I got a whole new set of peers, you know, and so it's just like seeing what these guys are doing and what what the singer-songwriting space are doing, um, Fabo, shit, Reggie Beckton, um, Merges, um, she's out in LA working with my boy Morris, um, she's killing that shit right now, Kayla Ellis, The Count, um, yeah, those, those most definitely guys that, I just, it's really the worth, work ethic that's inspiring, you know? Yeah, the count yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> He's, he has so much Stay music. tuned, stay, stay tuned, me, me and the count. Oh, yeah? <laughs> nice. What, uh, you know, before we got into this, you were, I, I really want to get into, like, the game plan, and maybe we, uh, Maybe we can like actually just listen to a track first, but after that, I kind of want to get into like twenty twenty four game plan blitz year. It like, is the year to blitz. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we were saying. So like, kind of want to just hear a little bit about like your methodology and and see that. But before we get into that, let's listen to Poison. I think because oh, you yeah. just you just dropped that yeah. like as of recently of when this episode was recorded. Um, so let's let's listen to that real quick and then we can talk about that and then I want to hear about your game plan. sampling before i knew synthesis before i knew how to fuck around with waveforms and all that shit i was always sampling that was my synthesizer sampling and um i to this day still sample like i ain't ain't no shame in that game like i love sampling and um it's like combining different samples from other one thing and this thing and two they not even related to each other but they sound good together Shit mm. like that, you know, like uh, "Tell Me Something Good" by Shaka Khan. Um, Tell me something good, you know what I'm saying? And this is one little breakdown right before that hook start. Before the "Tell Me Something," it's like, "Tell me something good." But that little breathing part—that part had energy. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Damn, that shit hard." And I was like, you know, the little poison part, I just combined them two That's together. a fill, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, damn, that's... And just always keeping 
Patrice's joint, the song I'm talking about. Could you play that? Yeah, who's that by? Uh, you can just type in Patrice. Oh wait, I don't even have my keyboard here. Anyway, we'll oh, just yeah, 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 yeah. I'll like find it, but no, or, that's a, or that's, go find if, it. If you look up Patrice's joint, bro. Who's it by? I am nobody. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's a classic, and um, yeah, that was that was like. To the, I still listen to that shit to the, today. I like the idea of taking like one little loop of you know a more famous song and then. I mean, obviously, it's a cl- the classic sampling, but this is like, you know what the sample is. Yeah. Like, it's not like trying to be hidden. Uh-uh. So, but then you're just making a beat out of it, which could just go off, like, on some rap shit. Yeah. yeah I was, it's fun, bro. I was just wanting to, wanting to always make sure I'm having fun with music, because sometimes, like, I've had moments where it wasn't, you know, when I was trying to so focus, so tunnel vision on... Ma- making it work type of deal certain results and i just yeah realize i'm putting i start putting myself in a box I'm trying to do xyz for this track did you have a vision for like where it could land is it like a tiktok song like is it like hell no nah, i just knew that shit was bumping i was yeah. like you know what i'm saying i'm in the mood to make something and i just went i wasn't even thinking about it my my, my brain just went on like in mode i just knew i wanted to make that like, I had a clear vision of what it sounded like before I even opened up FL Studio. Mm. It was like that. And I was just like, shit, let me just do it. And then I did it. And Is this, like, a pretty recent song, like, that you just put together real quick and put out? Or, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah, I just knew I wanted... Because it's certain songs I hear, I'm like, damn, I remember that part. I remember that part. And this is me, like, looking back into that archive and being like, take this, take this, and just make this like that. And I knew exactly how I wanted it to sound. Yeah, and it's like that's when you know you got something when you when you in the intention, like if you got intention and when you make something with intention, it's transparent. When other people hear it, it's potent. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like a cat. It's like a picture. You know, you take a screenshot of that moment, and if that picture has something that was super intentional or the sound, it's gonna when people hear it, they go hear the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like a million people could remix poison but you had an intention behind it. Yeah. 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 Besides that, it was just like, oh, this could go viral. Or yeah, I wouldn't even think about that. I wouldn't even go put it online. I wouldn't even go, I just wanted to make it. You know, yeah. I just wanted to hear it for myself. And uh, I was like, shit. And then I talked to my boy Mars. He started talking about content and how he, he kind of described me as a unicorn in the, in the, like, the space, how I can do X, Y, Z, I could film my own shit, I could edit my own shit, I can make the beats, I record, I engineer all my own stuff. So it's like, you really, what are you waiting on? I was like, damn, what am I waiting on? So I got had a call with him. 10 minutes after the call, I started recording the, the reel. So I got to do this shit, you know what I'm saying? And had the perfect beat and uh, I saw, I saw the reel in my head before I, like the timeline of it, yeah, like how it, yeah. like the zoom shots yeah, the and stuff. Go check out the, that. go check out his page and go check out the reels because they, they go off. They yeah. add to it. It's like you grooving in there. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, damn, let me just show who I am. I Which is what, yeah, what you were probably doing. You're yeah. making it. Yeah, you know? I want to be no super serious ass Jeremiah looking as you know. This is how I don't smile. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm goofy. You know what I'm saying? I could be can be versatile you can have 
multifaceted like things about you, you know, and that's okay to own all that. You know, it's just different times for different things. You so, know so how does that culminate into like game plan? And you can you can drink, mm-hmm. you can drink your beer, take a sec. Um, how does that kind of like culminate into the game plan of it all? Because you know that was just a spontaneous thing, and then you know you can decide what to do with that later. I feel like that's how a lot of people work, at least. But yeah, like how? What is the game plan for twenty twenty four? Shit activate the people get them in let them know what i do get people noticing it don't even got to be centered around my releases it only got the content i feel like the content just bring people in with what i do and so that makes me like fall in love with what i do because it's not so thought out and so stressful all this release i gotta pitch it fucking doing all this shit no i'm just make some because i feel like making it and i love cinematography so i love filming like and just coming up with different ways. So it's just two things I love that I could put together and do for fun. But it also showcases what I can do. And that brings people to me. And hopefully, you know, they keep enjoying the content. Keep have, bringing more people in. So my, my thing is, like, when I do drop music, they're already there. Because they was there for the content. You know what I'm saying? So when I drop the music, it's like people have already been activated by what I've been posting. So what's like a, a goal in mind do you have any goals what's like a like a dream shit i want a dream them, come true one of them damn billboards in Times square the little spotify billboards with your face on it Hell like yeah i always want that shit even the bet awards any award show shit like but it's really just like like just really keep making my parents proud man like my parents recently just been telling me that i'm proud of they i'm proud they are of me and that shit just just made me it undo it undoes so much shit that I thought had been done you know or whatever had been done by upbringing cause you know when you get older you start looking back with you know retrospect about what how you was raised and all this stuff and you kinda some people still hold it I don't hold on to anything but you know, some people, you go through that. I've been through it. You hold on to things about your parents, but it's like, at the end of the day, you just want some love from your parents. So it's like, to make something that's from me, you know, not them telling me I should do this, you be doctor. And, oh, I was good at being a doctor. I made my dad proud. No, this is something that came from me. I want to do this. My parents proud of me. That just, that mean the world. Yeah. I feel like the sky's the limit when it comes to that like just continuing to make your parents proud Hell yeah yeah i mean there's really like no <laughs> no limit you can go to space and they're like we're still proud Hell yeah yeah so it's like you know my parents are old school so a lot of shit ain't ain't palatable to them so when i can't make something that i fuck with and they fuck with i don't like oh shit i got some you know what i'm saying so i cooked up i got some songs that's coming out now like my parents love that shit yeah, what's like? What's on the the release radar? Is there anything you can talk about? Any exciting projects that you're like? A whole lot of shit. I spent the last year cooking up and just really working at home. I feel like it started at home, so I used to be working on a lot of studios and stuff like that. And you get a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and I always the best thing. But you know, it's a great environment sometimes, but it's not always. That's the, that's not the only environment you should be working in. You know what I'm saying? It should be like working at home and and just kind of 
finding your inner child. Like I went through that in quarantine, eating cereal, watching Ninja Turtles, and really reconnecting with myself. I feel like last year I did that with my music, you know, figuring out why I started it and really just making music that resonated with me first before anything else, before what the goal could to the song could have been. It's like really just like figuring out why I love it, you know, and what makes me love it. So I, I did that all 2023, cooking up, preparing. Could have been times where I was just, you know, it's like you're on a sideline and you're looking at the game and it's like, damn, I, I could make this play right now. It's like, no, nah, you gotta wait, you know. It's get okay. it together before yeah. you get in. Uh-huh. So I feel like this is the year of execution. It's the year of blitzing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you're familiar with football. NFL blitz. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to say, fuck that one responsibility out there. We finna send some extra guys to the quarterback. We finna go at the source. We finna go right after that shit. We blitzing. Yeah, like, you know just saying? go straight forward with yeah. it. Yeah. Or just, like, introduce some chaos into it. Mm-hmm. Like, just go at it. Yeah. Just reminds me of, uh, you ever watch that show Smart Guy? Hell yeah. Dude, Smart Guy's good. But I remember there's this episode where he's playing against a computer in chess. Yeah, yeah, and, I remember that shit. And the way he beats the computer is that he, like, makes kind of irrational erratic moves and the computer like can't follow him so sometimes you got to mm-hmm. introduce a little bit of that chaos yeah and that's why it's good to you know what's going on mm-hmm. it's good yeah. so do you have like a proper release schedule or is it like oh yeah i got a okay you got schedule. some yeah so okay. i got a i got i got i've been working on uh it's a lot of music got a i love rolling out i love rolling out music i love the experience that that come with jj abrams my favorite director he made Cloverfield, he made Mission Impossible. And um, just the way he markets his movies. Like, I remember seeing Cloverfield in the, in the trailer for the I, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. But Great movie. you were saying the role. Uh, some people didn't like it because it was too, like, Amazing movie. hand cam. Nah, bro, like, you, it was an event. When that yeah. movie came out, it was an event. You remember, like, damn, I remember when Cloverfield came out because motherfuckers was going on the secret website to see yeah what the what fuck, the, the fucking meteor yeah, at the end sorry spoiler <laughs> yeah. the meteor at the end like, like the backstory uh-huh, too the like backstory dude like, wasn't the backstory sorry not to cut you but wasn't it like that there there was like some company that was referenced or something yeah it was like a they company. were like dumping it was, a, it was like a uh, it was a uh, a smoothie company or something like that yeah, they were dumping sludge into the ocean, and, and shit. it created like a Godzilla look. Yeah, but they didn't talk about that shit. They in the didn't movie say at that. All. No, yeah. But you had to figure it out because that one little thing in the trailer that made you go to the website, that made you go to the clicking around and find the secret thing that's actually clickable on the website to mm. open up these folders, and it's like this is an event. You know what I'm saying? It's like damn, like all right, that's what I achieve. That's what I want to achieve. You know. Yeah. I remember when Harry dropped this because the lore, I had to do this, I had to, yeah. the lore building, the world building. That's way more important than the song. That's way more important than the music. Like, what world? How does this relate to what you're doing? How does this relate to the story you're trying to tell? Like, what I, what is the story you're trying to tell? You know, it could be a, it could be the best song in the fucking world, but if people don't got nothing to attach themselves, nothing tangible to really be like, damn, like this is a part of my life. Then when like it's like you know, it's time to just sit on that sometimes. Mm. Yeah, until yeah. you can figure out kind of how it how it fits in your in your story in your lore. I love lore building. I love story 
tell her well because yeah sometimes you don't even know like you'll make something or at least for me like i'll make something and like i had this whole idea like i made a whole ep about um sampling like like 60s like uh what was it like there was like this whole era of like exotic music which was from uh like hawaii type of music I, i'm forgetting the name for it uh but that like for me i was like why am i interested in this and it wasn't until recently i was watching like some spongebob and realizing like how much of that type of like loungy music was in there <laughs> yeah. that i was just Not subliminally yeah. subliminally like picking up on and then all of a sudden i'm making something about it and yeah it took me like a while to realize kind of where that came from and now that i know more about like why i like it it gives me something to stand on to you know make it special to release mm -hmm. so, and i don't know if that's we'll see some of those tracks got released anyway this is not a podcast about myself i'm just trying to relate it to like <laughs> sometimes you don't know your story until years later why yeah, why yeah. it fit it's, and it's okay to that's why it's good to live life sometimes and take that year to prepare or even figure out what type of story you want to tell sometimes like if you keep putting out these if you let's say you consistent as hell and you're putting out things that you've been through and it's like damn well what have you caught up on everything you've been through it's like you, know, you gotta live some life a little bit to figure out what else you want to say you know what i'm saying it's okay to do that yeah for sure no it is but that's not the timeline that we're on with you you're you're ready to go yeah i'm ready to go <laughs> yeah hell yeah man hell yeah what's uh i mean is there any specific details that you can uh well i know i got tagged in a blog earlier this year about um most uh people who need to drop a project in 2024 and uh i could say that it's coming okay long form short form <laughs> well no i'm about to smack some people over the head <laughs> okay okay we don't have to, we don't have to get into it i most definitely uh I'm so tapped in, bro, with all types of things, even if it's not my fancy. I just got to be tapped in with culture and media, the the weirdest corners of the internet. What side of YouTube is this? I'm there. Like, and you're super tapped in in Chicago, too. Mm -hmm. Like, in terms of just, like, on a person-to-person -person level, like, you know a lot of people at this mm -hmm. point. And it's taken, like, years. You said 10 years that yeah. you've been making music. So Hell yeah. Yeah. So. just takes time man it's like there's eager producers out there that it's like and it happens for them sometimes you know what i'm saying you get you get that person who 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 kind of just fucking do that shit and, and the thought come later you know what i'm saying and they had a moment but i feel like when you're thinking about the longevity you gotta you don't have to but it's good to like make sure all your eggs in the basket yeah I feel like that's probably the more like typical path. Like not yeah. everyone like burns hot like that all uh -huh. of a sudden and then but I feel like yeah the longevity like you really got to make this a business. You got to yeah. like figure out like time management and you mm -hmm. got to get everything together. Even, shout out to people who got their damn 9 to 5 and still doing music and and putting that shit into there cuz you know some of the 9 to 5s want you to drink the Kool-Aid. They want you to eat live breathe and shit whatever they they work whatever the job yeah. is and it's like the people who still get off and like damn i only got eight hours to go to sleep 
and wake up before I go to work, this music's still getting done. You know what I'm saying? I'm be tired at work tomorrow. Cool. Be tired at work. Like, it's just like, shout out to people who make those sacrifices. Those are the sacrifices that people talk about when it comes to your craft and shit. But I think even more of the sacrifices is conquering the anxiety that comes with all this shit. Like, yeah. Like, and we were talking about like that, like routine. Like, I feel like that keeps you somewhat balanced. But I mean, what, I mean, we don't have to go too deep, but like, what are some things that give you anxiety about like doing this shit? Posting. Just posting. In yeah. general. Yeah, I agree. Bro, I post some shit. I, I throw my phone on my bed or I lock it. Or I turn it off. I don't want to see notifications. I used to be like that. Like, even to this day, bro. Most, I guess because I wasn't flexing that muscle like that. Like in the gym, you in the gym and shit. You got to you gotta flex these muscles. You got to show these people what's going on. The more you do it, the more comfortable it's a process for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, but the same thing when, you know, you make your New Year's resolution. I got to go to the gym. You, you anxious about going to the gym for the first time. You know what I'm saying? But once you've gone and you kept going and now you a month in, it's like, you don't even think about it. Like, you just go. You just, that's what you do. Same with releasing music or, or dropping content or putting yourself out there on camera or anything like that. I think it all starts when you decide to start it. Like, momentum only starts when you decide to start your momentum. Like, you could wait for the perfect moment, all that, and then, and then maybe waiting doesn't bring you results. And you could have some damn existential crisis about just watching the world pass you by. And you just been here sitting on your songs. And it's like, what is that moment you waiting for? You like, that's where the over preparation comes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, sometimes you just got to take your ass outside and just figure out shit step by step. You know? Yeah. Otherwise you become a prepper. Yeah. Like, uh, that's a funny concept. It's like, uh, prepper who's like waiting for doomsday just music producers prepping for like a non-existent release yeah waiting for this damn meteorite to crash from the damn so no one can hear your music yeah Yeah. it's like man you over you preparing for you waiting for this perfect opportune one in a million chance don't wait for it make it happen yeah and you when you put stuff out i mean some of this stuff is going to sound like basic but like when you put stuff out you get feedback inevitably like someone's gonna say some shit that you're like oh i didn't even think about that yeah and then you're then you're on a different level even yeah. if it's good or bad or whatever you're kind of like you got something yeah and to you go put it out you got to get that chance like the more you push it out it's like throwing darts the more darts you throw the more chance you get to hit a bullseye like but if you're only throwing one dart a year well, it's gonna be a long ass time <laughs> yeah for your hands to uh Hit that motherfucking bullseye. You know what I'm saying? So it's all the practice and understanding shit. Usually I'd be like, I, for me, choice paralysis. Right? That, that come up a lot. Like, damn, what order should I drop this? Should I drop this first or drop this second? How about I just drop the first thing that came to mind and then I drop the next thing that came after that? If it's hot, it's hot. If, if, it, if it's cold, it's cold. You know what I'm saying? Like, if people resonate with it, it don't matter when it drops is drop and it's out there and if it's good it's good and people go fucking do what they do to it you know what i'm saying i think i had to get out of my head with that you know what i'm saying like i want i want to be like this and that because 
sometimes I I try to do this, but to myself. It's like, damn, what if I did this? It'll feel like this, and then it'll feel like that if I did that. And it's like, either way, when I put it out, it's going to come, how it come. You know what I'm saying? If it's first, if it's second, or third, you know? Yeah. And so right now, I just know it's time to put things out there. And, you know, I've been praying and making sure I'm making the right decisions on my business relationships and and making sure I'm on the, the, the right path with a lot of stuff and and just trusting my gut. A lot of times I don't trust my gut, yeah. you know, in the past. And I got to get this opinion. I got to get this opinion. And that's They always go say it from their reality, not yours. You know what I'm saying? So nobody's never going to tell you the perfect advice to how yeah, something should so be. Yeah, that's so real. That's like some shit that I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, no one's going to give you the perfect advice to how you should be doing your shit because you got so many different variables than they do. You know what I'm saying? And and they might not even see your, like, even if you explain the vision fully to them, they might not even see it until it is actualized. And yeah. they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I see what... I see what he's going for. Yeah. That's another that's what I've been thinking about too. So I'm thinking about painting this picture. It's like I know how to do to paint the picture. Like I'm putting out the beat videos and slowly but surely I'm gonna start easing in and singing. People get the whole picture. But before that, people are like, man, why are you putting out the beat videos? You gonna confuse your audience. Mm. You know, no, not if I keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's real, dude. It's it's tricky. It's yeah. a real tricky uh, playing field. But yeah, I think what you said about trusting your gut and just not getting like overanalyzing stuff and you know living in that like analysis paralysis thing. Yeah, like because yeah. you could get sucked up in YouTube videos all day about people saying, "Oh, this is this is proven. This is proven. This is proven. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this." It's like, damn, bro. You 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 get to a point where it's like you get so many. There's low key cooks in the kitchen. Somebody yeah, cooks yeah, in the it's kitchen. like another form of yeah, that. Not necessarily form. in the studio with you, right? But how you should in be your doing mind. your shit. Yeah, yeah. So many cooks in your mind. It's like, bro, stop looking at YouTube on how to release a single in 2024. That's the thing, dude. I've been thinking, man. Like this is resonating with me, and I know that this is like basic ass information. Like this is shit that people have heard a million times. But for me right now, and whoever else might be listening, like maybe you need to hear it because I do. Like where it's like the the way you get an original sound, the way you get an original thing normally is like yeah, like we take in stuff from the outside, but like you have to make it yourself and. I don't know. I just, yeah, I've been thinking about that too. So uh, I appreciate you saying that because it makes me feel like, all right, I can chill. Yeah. Yeah. You start, you start your own momentum. Always remember that. Like you start your own momentum, bro. Like (laughs) if I was, if I was waiting, if I sat up in my crib and was waiting for the day, my shit got on selection, I'd have been waiting forever. Yeah. When I decided to actually get my ass up, and just set the camera on the tripod and keep doing these shots and getting different angles and shit. That's what started the momentum. What not like, you know what I'm saying? That's what started like yeah. things myself, me deciding to get up for myself, not these external factors. That should have come. That should have come. But it start with you and you believing in it. 
and that belief will be captured while you're doing it. So when people hear it, it's played back to the people. They hear the belief. Yeah. Hell yeah. I I agree, man. Not to get too preachy on uh, people listening, but sometimes, yeah, like, yeah, even sure. if this, again, even if this is some information you know, sometimes you just got to hear it again. Yeah. But uh, I want to, you know, we've been going for a while. I want to do a little wrap-up. We always do a fun wrap-up question, and uh, that is... We talked about your first concert, but what was your like all time best concert that you've been to that you saw? Seeing the Kid Cudi concert for the first time and seeing how people were singing his back catalog because I only knew the hits. And when seeing people, they was arms around each other, swinging side to side, crying, screaming that shit. It's like, damn. People love Cudi. Like, they love the fact that, you know, he'll talk about whatever he's feeling. Because he's authentic, you know? That's the thing I think people like the most about him. But there's Period. some hardcore Cuddy fans. I I haven't dove too deep. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always important to showcase who you are. Some people move in mystique and all that shit. They get you so far, honestly. I like that. I like people that do that because it keeps you on your toes. It keeps people on their toes and it like is interesting because you want to know more. But there is a level of mystique where it's like, bro, I can't even follow this. But yeah. Yep. Where it's so cutty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where was that? Um, United Center. Nice. I think um the best show that I've done was Yeah, we can go into that. The damn Jordan Ward show at Reggie's sold out. That shit was cracking. What was special about that? Was fucking I got to meet Jordan Ward and it was sold out. It's like five hundred people. And I'm just like, damn. I gotta show what the fuck I got, you know? And I was uh was preparing more than I ever prepared for any show. And uh 'cause I knew about it in advance, so it's like, damn, we gotta be ready for this. I was at Classic Studios during the lockdown, they gave me the whole week to just live in the studio and work on my project. And um same week Oh, you doing a Jordan War show? I'm like, shit. So I had to make sure it was the best show I ever got. You know, Jordan War on the up and up right now. Shout out Jordan Ward, amazing project, forward. Go listen to that shit. And um I was like, man, like, I'm here. And it, it, it kinda got rid of my imposter syndrome a little bit. You know. It it, it ain't no never gonna be one thing to get rid of it, but it's been a process. You know. But I think the more that I take control of what I'm doing and putting myself out there and making the first shot, it helps mm. me getting rid of it as opposed to waiting for something. And it's like I've been in rooms, so many rooms that I never thought I'd be in. And so many times I'd be like, damn, do I deserve to be in this room? Or do I, do I need to be here? And it, it's like, damn, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't supposed to be. This guy wouldn't have heard this song. Oh, he signed to Warner. He heard my song. He wouldn't have heard the song and hopped in the booth two seconds after he heard the song if it wasn't hard, you know? And it's like, damn. It's like you got to just start looking at these things that happen by you just doing what you're doing. and You got to believe that shit. Yeah, I feel like the other thing that just it made me think about is 
I mean, unless you came up like having everything and just being like born into some crazy life that's already just like just I don't know. Like there's there's already story there because of your parents or something like that. Hell yeah, um, who that who that? Kanye West's daughter? Yeah, someone like that where it's like, oh wow, you're already like famous just because you're this person's kid because or, you're born you know? yeah yeah but like most other people have been in the exact same spot where they're trying to figure it out and i bet you most people even though they've like figured it out quote unquote still have that like well what's next like i still gotta keep going so i think just recognizing that everyone's probably been in that place where they don't maybe feel worthy unless they're like super egotistical like there's uh-huh. Everyone gets that feeling. Yeah, everybody do. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, all right, guys. <laughs> we'll stop being preachy and self-helpy. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Most, <laughs> Go uh, out there, have some fun, make some, some fun. cool music. Go skateboard. See, like, that's the thing, though. Like, we can have a goofy time. And, like, you're a goofy guy. That's what you've been saying. But, like, at the same time, there's different faces we wear. There's the serious shit that's real. And... But I mean, we don't want to stay there for too long, is what I'm saying. No, like, I feel like yeah, just yeah. duality of man. Everybody, right. everybody got different facets to them. Everybody wear different hats. Any uh, any shout outs to people you'd like to like, especially just like maybe thank or just be like, yo, thank you for rocking with me for shit. Thank all you for thing. everybody that played my music for real. Like people told me, like, damn, I got married to your song, or this song helped me through a difficult time, and that's when I start realizing, like, damn. I'm not alone when I when I go through these things, especially when I put it out there. It's like, damn, I get I, I get a chance to show people like, you ain't the only one that feel that, and I think that connection of people is really what I be fucking with. Like, that's legacy, bro. That's legacy, hella important to me. Like, when you gone, what are people gonna say about you? You know, what are my grandkids? Or my granddad was, you know, X Y Z. It's like that's how you live forever. You don't live forever through flesh. You you live forever through what people saying about you when you go and the fact that i get to leave an impression on people lives like that like dope as fuck so shout out to everybody who listen who can resonate with the shit shout out to people who work with me every day shout out my boys clark street shout out my boy brian jimmy noah cam tygko you know jake chuck blake those are my boys man they, they keep me saying i got like seven people in my call log Rakedrick Dayton, my mama, dad, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that they keep me tethered when shit get crazy. And it's always good to have people that you could depend on like that. You know, my girl, Muffin, it's my girl, you know. And it's just, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for people who could, who see value in me when sometimes I don't see it in myself. Yeah, that's real. Um, fun thing about the podcast, too, in my opinion, it's like you were talking about like living timelessly. Like this could reach a grandkid, and they could hear what you just said, and it's like he was a wise man. man. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I'm not saying we're like yeah, on not, that level over here, but it's just another. You. It's another piece of you. I showed this to my grandkids. I'm like, you see that motherfucker right there, boy. He's looking good. Wasn't I he had well the up? frosted, yeah. It's like an icy <laughs> Mr. Freeze, yeah. Your granddad was cold. Your granddaddy, 
boy your granddaddy was cold they're wearing the glasses (laughs) they're like looking at it and they're like damn this was some vintage shit right here 2020 we used to wear these glasses back in 2024 (laughs) 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 oh man we'll get there yeah yeah See, I had the iPhone 15 back in the day. <laughs> now we're on the iPhone 200. The i. It's just called the i. Fuck around. They just, yeah, they, they just stopped with, like, Hell yeah. naming them. It's not even a phone no more. It's just the i. It's the chip. It's a chip in your brain. Yeah, yeah. It's just the... Uh, it's me. <laughs> iPhone? What the hell is that? We got Apple chip. I just got mine yesterday. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking naked shit. I always, I was thinking about it today when I was just driving around and like, I feel like grandkids are definitely going to be like, they let you drive around? Yeah, like, for real. Just, just willy nilly? Yeah. Driving in the streets? Yeah. Like you could just turn into oncoming traffic and it's like, yep, that's just how it was. Because we think about shit back in the day where it's like, they just let you like, like you could just Okay, this is not like a good thing to do, but you could like kill a guy. There's no cameras, and it's yeah. just like ain't even no markers on the damn road. No, yeah, it was just dirt road, yeah. horse, even buggy. the goddamn um, what's that? A 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. They thought in 2001 we was gonna be fucking having space in colonies. space. Yeah, yeah, they were wrong about that. Even also, in the, in the 60s, fucking flying cars. They're always wrong, dude. iRobot, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure the date in iRobot has already happened yeah terminator yeah already happened really 2012 probably oh my god dude it's so weird we'd move too slow that's what but I'm that's saying. O- maybe that's okay i don't know yeah because ai i mean it's all coming i feel like the shit that we think is gonna happen it's always in our minds so we subconsciously move towards that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like like we're already that many paces ahead yeah because yeah. we're thinking about it because it's in our media it's gonna happen. People you give people ideas. You sparking an idea. Ideas oh, yeah. are strong. Yeah. That's why I love sci-fi mm-hmm. because you watch and you're like that. That could happen. That's real. Mm-hmm. It will happen if we keep going. It's happening, bro. Everywhere. Fucking people talk about back in the day in the sixties. It's like, damn, we will one day be able to communicate with just a screen and just talking to each other. Now we got phones and FaceTime and now it's like bad for us we're like oh that would yeah, be, yeah, be cool yeah. but now we're all like depressed or something you know watch it that's why ai scary low-key i mean not high key bro it's scary like i yeah but I try to stay optimistic i try not to think about all that stuff because it's too much yeah man i had a whole conversation with my ai one day just talking to him over you asking she gave me some advice and all that shit some life advice <laughs> yeah I'm like how the fuck you know about this shit <laughs> what are you uh what are you talking to them about them i just be i just i I like to test the parameters of how far it it can answer me oh yeah and then sometimes it just give me some crazy ass answers and i'm like damn this one this some real shit jeeves you remember axe jeeves oh yeah bro that was ai for us oh yeah it's ai i mean it's like i don't know i was hearing this it's like artificial intelligence it's just like intelligence yeah but it's coming bro iRobot's coming mm -hmm. and it may not look like how we think it may look like in the movies but it's coming and it may be so integral in our society that it's just we just all start overlooking it Mm -hmm. all flying cars oh electric cars i did think we were gonna have flying cars by now but that just i don't know what happened they coming 
They, I mean, you, see, you could look at a video now about a flying car, but it's probably like in be, Dubai. They're just like flying like yeah. a little quadcopter. You're like, okay, yeah, they probably got him fucking beta purgatory. But yeah, it's definitely a thing. Anyway, anyway, not to get too like out there with this. Um, there was one other thing. Oh yeah, where can people find you? Everywhere, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, at Hey. H E Y, Harry. It's four letters. H X R Y, H E Y, H X R Y. Not Henry. You feel me? Okay. Not Henry. Yeah. yeah. Word. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming through. This was fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you. Um, we'll catch you next time. Eat an apple. <laughs> Eat an apple. It'll keep the. <laughs> what do they say? Uh, apple, apple a day, a day keeps, keeps the doctor, the doctor away. away. Sure. I don't know if that's true, but eat an apple. And go to the doctor. <laughs> 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 uh, peace. All right, G. Yeah, yeah.